Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Welcome back to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally. He is the Matt Williamson. And Matt, um, there's some interesting uh, articles here that uh, looking at. We're going to do a little fantasy football focus here. It yeah, is yeah. Thursday. So uh, I saw an FTN Fantasy. They they made mention of, um, well, there's a couple a couple different stories here. Uh, the first one on FTN they Fantasy. stuff out. Yeah. I told you, Aaron Schatz was on my podcast. I yeah. had a really good conversation with him for half an hour. What do you say about the uh, Steelers ranking? I kind of avoided it. I mean, okay. We we do like three With the nine rookie minutes. Class. It was a rookie class. Yeah, yeah, and we were talking more about the matchups and how strong the the Ravens and Niners are in DVOA history. And we kind of mentioned you know the top couple rookie classes. I'm like, I think you sold Steelers a little short. And he's like, ah, maybe. And we just kind of brushed it off. Yeah, but I didn't dig deep into it. But we did a good talk. It was he's a good dude. So they have an article here. What changed in 2023? And we've talked a little bit about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, tight ends. It's no longer lonely at the top. There's more than one tight end now. Yeah. Worth having I think that's in fantasy changing football. drastically. And that would be one thing that if I'm the Steeler, if I'm Mike Tomlin, and he talked to Dave's like, I want I want a new offensive coordinator who's going to take advantage of all of our offensive weapons. Mm-hmm. Pat Fryermuth to me is one that they A little need, bit untapped. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's had we saw that he can have big games still. Yeah. And I do think there were some injuries this year, but there was plenty of times where he just didn't get utilized enough. And I kind of look at them as the horsey on the chessboard. You know, yeah. like they're just a little weird. They're a little different. But Get you match you, up it. But if you know how to use yeah. them, man, they're dangerous suckers. And yeah. in the fantasy world, not to digress too much, but I remember some of my ESPN responsibilities were I, I went to the fantasy summit every year. And there were 11 of us that had a vote. And so basically we were there for like a week. And whenever you guys would go on your, you know, anyone that used the ESPN uh, fantasy software, and you see the tight end ranks. Us eleven built that, you yeah. know. I mean, so we all kind of argue for our point. And I remember it's how old I am. I mean, Eric Ebron's rookie year, <laughs> and he was a super high pick, and huge discussion. This guy's a super talent. He's going to a great spot, but rookie rookie tight ends never produce. That's the rule. That's the rule. And it kind of has been, but lately it's switching. Like yeah. I don't think that's a rule anymore. I and mean, look at Laporta, Kincaid, even Pitts's rookie year. I mean, he had over a thousand yards. He didn't have many yeah. touchdowns, but like. They're coming in the league and doing more now, too. Well, if you think about with Fryermuth, even, his yeah. first two seasons, he had 60-plus catches. He was only yeah. the second tight end in league history Wow, okay. to have 60-plus catches in each of his first, first two, two seasons. seasons. Yeah. That's going to change next year. Yeah, that need to get back to that. That group, is, that group is going, I'm just saying overall in the league, that group is oh, going right, to grow. Right, right, right. It's not going to be just Ka- it, Pat Fryermuth and, and it, Keith yeah. Jackson yeah. was the other one. <laughs> Keith, right, yeah. Keith Jackson, yeah, rumbling, stumbling, bumbling. 85 or yeah. something like that, right? Um, he was a tremendous player. You know, Laporta's, Laporta, Musgrave, these guys are going to, you Kincaid, know. Kincaid, yeah, Kincaid, all these guys, right. Now, some, you know, I think. Kincaid and, and Laporta were the only two rookies that got over 60. Probably. But they're both probably going to get over 60 again next year unless they get hurt. I mean, like McBride didn't do anything as a rookie, yeah. but then blew up in his second year. Yeah. And I'll bet he goes over 60 next year. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, there are a lot more tight ends, even if Kelsey and Waller and some of these guys are fading off quickly, but more are coming to the league and more 
I think it's some of a sort of a coordinator thing. More are contributing early. Yeah, you know. Now it is more of the pass catching tight ends. You're not going to ask those guys um, to be blockers necessarily. No, right, they're right, big right. guys, but they're not blockers. They're they're coming in from college programs. Yep. The college programs are playing a spread offense. Yeah. They're being used as chess pieces at the college level in a big way to catch passes. Like the best example is going to be. Brock Bowers. Yeah. I mean, might he go fifth overall? Might he go 12th? But he's going to go in the first half of round one, and we're going to have this discussion. Well, rookie tight ends, don't blah, blah, blah. Yeah, because he's also not with all – he's not Mark Bruner. You have to look he's at him a as a receiver. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we talked about this a fair amount last week because the Bills are a great example. How often do we talk about 11 personnel, 12 personnel? Teams want 11 and a half personnel. <laughs> you know, they want – Kincaid and Knox to be out there, but Kincaid can do receiver stuff. So we don't really have an answer for eleven and a half personnel as a defense. Right? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's well, just think of, about the, the the success. Kelsey's it, had a lot it, to do with this. The, yeah. the success the Steelers had this year at times with the thirteen package that they put yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, how do what's you, the answer for yeah, that? Yeah, what's the answer for that? Because you've got and they've. <laughs> I mean, you always bring up the the basketball. Analogy with mm-hmm. your when you're when you're building your wide receiver room, your, yeah, res, yeah. your receiver room. The, these these tight ends, you've got power forwards. That's basically what they are in, right. in that group, or the center. Yeah, um, but the Steelers three don't look anything alike. Nothing alike. Right. Like Cam if they Hayward walked into a room, Washington. you wouldn't know they were all the same species. Right. Let alone I mean, <laughs> one's a fullback, one looks like a big D lineman. You know, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, and they do things differently. So you're crazy if you're a defense if you count Hayward and Washington as the same player. I right. Mean, they're just not. And another thing is, and the Steelers have experienced this good and bad, there's such a shortage of second-level defenders that you can just leave the Fred yeah. Warners and Roquans. Yeah. And you just leave out there. So who do you exploit those guys with? You know, The tight ends. ends. Right, right, right. Yeah. Or you try to get as many of them on the field as you possibly can. We want to can. keep those mediocre inside linebackers on the field. Yeah. As opposed to the the, the defensive backs mm-hmm. who are much better. They're much more skilled. It was actually one of the, the things the Bills did really well against the Steelers was – Everyone knows, especially with their status, their linebackers, the Steelers are a heavy base team or they're a heavy dime team. So coming into that game, all of a sudden, their dime package looked a lot better than it did. Minka's yeah. back. KZ's back. So what the Bills do, this is good coaching, they put a sixth offensive lineman on the field for a third of their snaps to make the Steelers heavy. You know, And therefore, yeah. you're going to get Walker or a compromised Roberts and try to get them matched up on Kincaid. That's today's football. I mean, that's what the Steelers should try to do with Muth. You know, yeah, and no, they I mean, have done some of it. I, I think that's going to be a huge part. Of, mm-hmm. You know, everybody wants to focus on the quarterback here. I think you need to bring the best out of Pat Fryermuth. Yeah, and he's actually getting the point too, where it might be extension time for him soon. Yeah, I mean, he just finished year three, yeah. and so he'll have one year left. Of, you know, I'm not worried about him at all. By the way, no, you know, I'm I mean, not either. No. In fact, you know, when 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 he was asked about uh, if any of the young players stepped up in a way that he hadn't expected in terms of leadership. Mm. Uh, he said, "Yeah, we've had we had some guys that you know you, you didn't necessarily expect that to happen, and they did." And he said, "Well, can you name any people? You know, who who are you talking about there?" And the one guy that he mentioned was Pat Fryermuth. Okay, I mean, he seems quiet. I mean, I don't know him. I mean, but that's great to hear. I mean, you know, like Najee steps up and says his piece. I've heard a lot of good things about Broderick Jones in that capacity yeah, too. Yeah. So maybe they are some of these young dudes, some young are, leader types. Yeah, the next generation of leaders is starting to sprout. Yeah. Know? Um, but yeah, so I, I think the tight end position, and and I, I tie that into this because I, I saw this article on CBS uh, Sports dot com, and it's it's really right. Mm-hmm. Um, all eight 
division round teams, the final eight teams, have this one thing in common. And that one thing that they have in common is very good tight end play. Yeah. Dangerous they use their tight, dangerous tight yeah. ends. Yes. Yep. And I agree. I mean, I think there's an art to using those guys properly. Um, there's certainly a bigger need for them. There's an influx of them coming from the college ranks, as you mentioned. Some wide receivers just start to blow up and turn into a tight end. And it used to be like, well, yeah, but you don't block anybody. Like, we don't care. You play in the Big 12 anyways, and you just yeah. run space anyways, preferably against linebackers and safeties. But if we go through the teams, it's kind of a who's who of the tight ends in the league right now. I mean, it really is. Tampa's the only one that's... So so, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah, and they may not be in this thing much longer. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that to me is the big. Like again, I, I Tampa was the one team that I wanted to, you know, yeah. one of those teams that I wanted to go go against in the first round of the playoffs, and I couldn't because they were playing Philadelphia, which was one the 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 team that I wanted to go against the most right. in the playoffs. And that, it's been a great year for Tampa. Yeah. They've outkicked their coverage, but they played a broken Eagles team, and I think yeah. they're in for a, a long day this upcoming. It's going to be a yeah, yeah. Long, very long day. Uh, but the you know you look at the rest of them you're like yeah they get I mean I I know you're not the biggest Dalton Kincaid or not Dalton Kincaid uh, Schultz. Dalton Schultz guy but he's a quality player he's a quality player yeah, yeah. And, and even Brevin Jordan there's not a bad player too yeah. he's a dangerous move guy just as a is kind of their Connor Hayward type so I mean let's think of him Otten's the one I don't think is tremendous but they're very happy with him he's, he's got some talent yeah. yeah yeah Kittle. Kittle might go to the Hall of Fame yeah I mean Kittle's a, a dangerous player that if he wasn't playing with you know great receivers all over the place. He might be a 80 catch a, a year type of guy routinely. And I don't even know what his number is. He's the are. only he's the only tight end in the league this year to get to 1000 yards. Was he really? Yeah. And tremendous after the catch. Think, well, maybe Laporte. Did, no, I don't think Laporte did get there. I don't know. But he's still in it. Laporte yeah. is still in it. Um the young pair in Green Bay, people might not realize, Ooh. but they've come on huge. Musgrave I loved coming out of school and took him a while, and then he got hurt, and and Croft stepped yeah. up huge, and now they, they're really set for a while. Then the I AFC, mean, they ended up drafting two of the top five tight ends yeah. in this year's draft. And an awesome tight end draft. Yeah. And an awesome tight end draft. And then you look at Baltimore, Andrews is practicing again, yeah. by the way. He was a full participant yesterday. Full, was he really? And likely, they kind of didn't even miss a beat with him, so they've got a pair of them now. We, t- we already saw what the Bills can do. Kelsey goes without saying, even if he's not quite what he used to be. And Schultz is good. Yeah. Yeah, right. Like, those are dangerous dudes. Yeah. It, it may not be the flashy, you know, uh, Tony Gonzalez, uh, sure. you know, 1,300 yards or something like that. Mm-hmm. It, you know, or, or you know, classic Kelsey, you know, when he's in his prime, 100 yeah. catches and 1,300 yards. But if you get, you know, 65 catches for 800 yards out of your tight end. Oh, yeah. I mean, eight years out of 10, Laporta would win Rookie of the Year. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Kelsey and Kittle. Kelsey's going to the Hall of Fame, moonwalking in. Kittle's got a chance, and some of those young guys are very promising. The Kincaids of the world. Yeah, the and, tight and Andrews end, is one of the best in the league. For a long time, it was you know in in fantasy drafts, you, you draft a tight end. Uh, if you're going to draft a tight end, just wait unless you're getting one of those top two Give or three guys. And, yeah. Well, now I think the landscape's much different. I mean, I I drafted Andrews this year in the league that we yeah, were yeah. in. Uh, in the was it top of the fourth round? I was thinking it was maybe the third, even maybe late he was late third second round. Second tight end off. The yeah, board, it was, it, but it was late third round. Then mm-hmm. I, we got to that point, and I'm like, there was none of the running backs that I really wanted to take there. And I think he was falling past ADP when you because I know you. Yeah, he was walking that. Draft no, I, I, oh, I got to get Mark Andrews. Yeah, right. I, I'd have much you know rather pivoted to one of the younger guys later. Uh, kind of but now you can out. do that. Now you can do that. Yeah, I mean, and then there's some dudes like Engram and the Jokus that are. 
kind of hitting their stride. Evan Ingram led tight ends in targets this year. I think catches, too. By a bunch. By a bunch, right. I mean, those those are like the traditionals. Well, it takes till you're about 27 to start hitting your stride, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And they are, you know. I mean, so some and of these Joku guys. Is, is Joku yeah, and yeah. Ingram, same class. You know, Howard didn't work out of that class. He but still struggles catching the ball. Yeah, he does, yeah. he does. But <laughs> they throw it to him a lot. I mean, you wouldn't mind having him on fantasy this year. Yeah, you know, uh, for, I think he's a better fantasy player than yeah. he is in real life. But I'm trying to think who's something. I mean, Dallas Goddard's still a really yeah. good player. Like, I don't think I can count on Waller anymore, but maybe uh, Mayer with the Raiders yeah. is going to blow up here. You know, so there's a lot of them to pick from. Yeah, you mentioned, you know, the, the kid in, in uh, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's oh, McBride's. Yeah, McBride's. He's like, going to be a really high pick in fantasy right. this year. I right. I mean, it's, you know, tight end used to just be a spot that you just, ah. Hope he catches a touchdown. Yeah. I hope he, <laughs> right. I'll take, you know, three for 40 and a touchdown is yeah. what you're looking for. Not anymore. No. I'm either going all in on a Kelsey who might win me the league, or I'm just going to hope that he falls in the end zone somehow, be you know, some big goof, you know, and that's not how it works anymore. These guys are after the catch specialists, move all around. Some of them run obscenely low, four, you know, forties and things like that too. So, and a lot of them come in the league year after year. Yeah. So the the the, top, the ten tight ends they they, uh, they have top ten tight ends on average what they produce this year. Okay. Uh, that includes uh, the two rookies uh, Tucker Craft and Musgrave mm. and Kate Otten, uh with with uh, so. You know, you're adding in some guys who weren't exactly star stars. Yeah, yeah. But the 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 eight playoff teams they're still alive. Their average tight end production was 56.3 catches for 633 yards and 4.6 touchdowns. Wow, yeah, I mean, that's pretty good. I mean, that's a valuable contributor. That's what Fryermuth should have. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Like, if you look at Pickens and Johnson, this is a credit to them. But in a way, they had way too much of the receiving yards between yeah. the two of them. You know, like. There was a big drop from who was number three as the, as the Steelers' third best receiver. I think it was Warren. Was yeah, he ended up with the, right. with the most catches. Yeah, and with respect to him, he's a great great receiver. But that needs to be Fryermuth or an early pick receiver, or you know, one more dangerous downfield guy. You know, yeah. and Fryermuth is very capable. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I think that's uh, some, something that you know, when Mike Tomlin sits down with whoever that that mm-hmm. offensive coordinator, how can you? But first question is how can you? You know, better help my quarterback play better. Yeah, yeah. How can the, we turn him into a guy? The second question is, how do you bring more out of the tight end position on this team? Yeah, I think that's uh, we need was. to we need to get more of that and scheme things up a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. No, we had an untapped resource here, and that isn't going to fly. Yeah, next long I yet. mean, if George Pickens is George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, those guys are going to get theirs. Mm-hmm. But we need to we need to diversify a little bit across the board. No question, no question. And Fryer moves very capable is the thing. You got your, you don't have to go get him. Right, he's yeah, on the he's roster. He's on the roster. Yeah. He's been successful, and he passes the eyeball test you know, easily, too. Yeah. High-quality player. Well, let's get to another break, because I want All this right. next segment to be a little lengthy here. Okay. So uh, he is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. That's going to do it for the Fantasy Football Focus. Uh, tomorrow, we will pick our DFS lineups for the weekend. All right. We get, we I get, love it. Yeah. Uh, we get we can do a Saturday and, and a Sunday schedule, or we could just do one big – I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it we'll out. Figure we'll figure it get out. There. We'll have a big, beefy one, huh? Yeah, absolutely. But uh, we're going to get to a break now. We'll be back with more on The Drive right after this. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally. He is the Matt Williamson. And Matt, uh, what I wanted to do here in this segment is kind of go position by position and get your grade for the season Mm. on said position. Okay. So, Um, I mean, it's just quarterback. Right. We're not talking about this guy versus this guy versus that guy. Okay. Uh, So, 
Um, well, you you mentioned it. Might let's might well let's, start, at let's, top, let's huh? start at quarterback. Uh, you went ten and seven with the with this group, uh, but you played Kenny Pickett. You played mm-hmm. uh, Mitch Trubisky started two games. Mason Rudolph started three, four if you count the uh, the playoff game, and they produced thirty four hundred and twenty one yards, thirteen touchdowns, nine interceptions. So I'm going to do my best to do these in comparison to thirty one other position rooms, not my expectations or. Boy, it was a nice story that this guy played better than expected, or I have hope for him. And we can talk all through those things anyway. But I think you have to give it a C minus. I mean, there were some good things. I'm going to put a lot of value into valuing the football. I am too. I, I yeah. mean, I think that comes into play here quite a you bit. You won the you won the interception battle against other teams. Yeah, sixteen to nine. And you won a lot of those games. Which and you, well, an you won a lot of the fumble too. Yeah, and Rudolph's play at the end of the year was. Very, very good. Um, but a number you said there is hard to get around. I mean, 13, 13 touchdowns. touchdowns is, yeah. They ain't going to cut it. Put it this way. So the Steelers quarterbacks this season, the Steelers passers, mm-hmm. finished with a, a quarterback rating, a passer rating of 84.6. Okay. Opposing quarterbacks against the Steelers this season finished with a passer rating of 84.7. Oh, really? How about okay. that? <laughs> there you go. Um, and, the, and they threw 16 interceptions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And more touchdowns. More course, touchdowns, right, obviously. Yeah. There's only 23. It's mm-hmm. not an, you know, it's an outrageous on number. Yeah. yeah. But if that could get to a B minus. Yeah. It's probably two more wins. If, I'm yeah, not even talking if, about like Cardinal Patriots, just in general. 18 touchdown passes. Yeah, right, right. Know? I mean, I don't think 20 is too much to ask for. No, I don't think know, so. Any yeah. offense but in this averaging league. Averaging one per game, more or less, is not... Not going to get it done, right? Yeah. Or, or, less than... Or, yeah, less than it's not going to get it done. It would be nice to get the one point per game, and yeah. I don't think that's asking too much. Um, so, yeah, that's below the standard. I mean, below the average. Okay. Uh, let's move on to the running back position. I'm going to go B+. plus. Okay. I mean... I don't think it's the best in the league, but I don't think it's all that far off as a room. I no, mean, I think yeah. I think when you look at the duo, yeah, um, the only one that you would say is clearly better than that duo is the one in Detroit. I don't know if it's clearly. I mean, Gibbs yeah. is really dynamic. I mean, but... you could you could argue that Atlanta with with Algier and, mm-hmm. and, and Bijan is is pretty good, but I mean, McCaffrey at anyone, yeah. <laughs> you know, that right, type yeah. of argument, obviously. Um, but no, I thought those guys both had their best seasons as a pro. Warren as a receiver is really, really impressive. I think Harris gives you enough in that regard. His attitude runs, especially late in the year, have a ripple effect that you won't see on the stat sheet. Yeah. You know? I mean, and yeah, I think you're really happy with that room. I mean, you got 1,800 rushing yards and 12 rushing touchdowns, and you also got another 90 receptions out of those two guys. That's a pretty good running back. That's, room. Yeah, you, you know get a I mean? lot of production out of that room. No doubt about it. So. I was sniffing around today. I forget where it was. And I was just looking at explosives. So in terms of pass plays of 20 or more yards, they were only better than five offenses. Yeah. But run plays of 20 or more yards was fifth best in the league. Right. <laughs> you know, like you can kind of see why Which those grades are is, going is, the way they are. It shouldn't match up that way, though. Because if you're running the ball that effectively mm-hmm. and, and – you would think you would get more people in the box and yeah. you would have them more explosive passing plays. But I think my hunch is those passing plays came more late in the year, too. I mean, some of the Pickens ones off. Well, when they were getting right. explosive early in the season, yeah. they were explosive explosives, like the 70-yard touchdown passes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, you know, they just weren't hitting those consistently mm-hmm. enough. 
Um, yeah, so. No, I think you're very happy with the running back room yeah. in terms of grades. Uh, how about the receivers? Hmm. B minus. I mean, I, I think we can't forget that Johnson missed some time. Yeah. Pickens' highs were really high. I'm not even saying his lows are low, but he had some stinker games. That, yeah. You know, that I that's think just, I think that's the kind of receiver that he is. I, I think the next step is not have the stinker Be more, games. yeah, be yeah, more yeah, consistent. Yeah. Have yeah. a stinker game, be 50 yards, four catches, right. you know, not. Then, then you know, he, you know, he was upset that he didn't make the Pro Bowl. That's how you make the Pro Bowl yeah. Yeah, in yeah, this yeah. league is you be, you know, your consistent game in and game out. And Allen Robinson is a contributor. He's a tough grade for me yeah. because I don't care what you invested in him, but I want a better third receiver than him. But his blocking was important for the way they played the game. I mean, there, so it's not like he didn't have value, but I really want to upgrade there in the off season. Hopefully, with one of these rookies coming out. You yeah, know? yeah. Uh, so that makes you awfully young in that room again. Though. I know that was you part know? of my concerns too. Right? You'd, you'd love to have the Hayward Bay. In that I mean, room, yeah, you know? you'd yeah. love to have that guy, and that's kind of what Robinson was yeah. for, the, for this group. I think that's why he's brought in. Yeah. At the same time, um, you know. It's, it's 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 difficult to have George Pickens and a, you know another rookie mm-hmm. and, and Deontay Johnson is is you know he's he's getting up yeah twenty I think he's twenty seven I think he's twenty seven yeah um you know I don't know I don't know what the true answer is there yeah. I mean I like the talent that those guys have in that room yeah um but more consistency would be good more consistency would be good and and you could do without some of the attitude at times yeah as well. no doubt I, I would have liked a little more out of Austin. I yeah. mean, if, if you've, again, going back to our camp shows, if you told me his final stat line, I'd be like, I bet it's better than that. If that, you know, if yeah. that was the over under nine, I would have went over and I'd have been wrong. And you know? Some of that's on the quarterbacks as oh, well. No doubt. No doubt. You know, I but, mean, they have a massive ripple effect on all these positions. Yeah. How about the tight end position since we were just talking about that in the previous segment? I'm really high on Washington still and expect him to have a nice jump in year two. But Matt. Pro football, fo- uh, refer- or pro football Focus said he graded out as like the 62nd. Oh, did he? Yeah. I didn't even see that. As a, as a pass blocker. They didn't mention his run blocking. Okay. They only mentioned the pass blocking. Yeah. Well, okay. That's fine. <laughs> I'm still going to give that room a low grade, though. I think this, back to our conversation of, I'm not sure Fryermuth played bad, but you didn't get enough out of the room. So I'm going to yeah. give him a C. Yeah, you get 32 catches for 308 yards and, and two touchdowns out of Fryermuth. Uh, Hayward was twenty three for one sixty seven. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought they could have used him more Here and there a little better. bit more. Right, I think he can create more mismatches. In Washington, runner. I know everybody screams about what they need, they need to throw the ball to Washington. Hit ten targets, seven catches for sixty one yards. Yeah. I, 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 he's not a pass catcher. Yeah. Now maybe he'll develop a little bit more with that. Yeah. Right. I mean, but, I think he can box out in the end zone and get yeah. you key first downs and that type of thing more than we saw. But all in all. I didn't love. I don't want him. I don't want him having more targets than Pat Farmer. No, 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 no. People, (laughs) I hope people don't look at it in that light. Like that's even close. Um, yeah. So, uh, well, let's let's talk about the offensive line. Um, yeah, it was a mixed bag. A mixed bag. Now there were some injuries early in the season. I think kind of slowed their growth Mm -hmm. rate a little bit. Um, but I thought. You know, probably around week six or so, they started uh, really starting to kick into... There's definitely some high moments. I think the guards overall are a really, really solid pair, well, well above average. 
I would say it's a B, B minus maybe. I mean, there isn't a star amongst them, but there might be sooner than later. I think they need a center. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I mean, I think center was a liability basically start to finish. I can live with a Dan Moore, but I can't. If he's your worst guy, clearly, and the other four are better, okay, you know, but not with him and the center being a problem. Um, there were injuries, but they didn't have to dig too far into their depth. They didn't. You know, no. I mean, we, we saw Chooks was really the only guy besides the five that ended that played significant snaps. So they were a little fortunate that way. Um, B minus. Yeah, I think I would agree with that. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there's. I don't. I, again, you, I mean, recency bias mm-hmm. plays into that a little bit as well. But I thought overall, I mean, they, they they protected the quarterback pretty well. Pretty well, yeah. You know, I know people look at the sack total. Well, it, 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 some of that was Pickett. Sack total's and, not that high. Pickett and Trubisky drifting into sacks. I was going to say, I mean, like if Peyton Manning was a quarterback, I don't think we'd be talking about boy, all the pressures, all the sacks. No, you right. know what I mean, like. Some of them's dropping her eyes, being young, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, quarterback play has something to do with that too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Recognizing blitzes, you know. Um, how about the? Uh, let's switch over to the defensive side of the ball. Um, the defensive line. Pretty good. I, I mean, it's a little bit blasphemous, and I know he had injuries, but I expected a bigger season out of Hayward because he was unbelievable the last couple of years, and this year he wasn't unbelievable. But. The Watts's and Adams and certainly Benton were all pleasant surprises. Depth, I think, was strong. You know, if I'm not sure if Loudermilk or Liao will ever be anything in this league, but if they can't even really get on the field, I think that speaks to where you're at there. Ogan Joby was fine. I'm going to give that group a B. Yeah, I mean, I, people have been hard on Ogan Joby this year. Yeah. And I don't know if I. He finished with 43 tackles, uh, three sacks. Um, not eye-popping numbers, no. but he gave you, when Hayward was out, way more. I mean, he was playing a lot more snaps yeah, right, than, right, than right. they expected when the season. You know, they wanted him to be a 60% snap guy, yeah. a 55%, 60% snap guy, and he ends up playing 80 in those times when Hayward was That's out. I was going to say, too, is a little less would be more from him. Yeah. You know, like, he seems to be more effective in the first quarter of games. If you can give him some breathers, we know he's had – Issues of practicing on Wednesdays and things like that. I'm sure he has pain and issues, but you know you're going to have a question with him: is is he worth bringing back at his current cost? Or you know, those, those are different conversations. But I didn't think he was a bad player. No, I know. No. I thought he was. I thought he had you know made some impact plays as well. Um, so yeah, I'm, I went to. You. I thought that group overall was was pretty good. It was maybe the most consistent thing on the defense all year long. Yeah, I think it was well, other than the outside the outside guys. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to give them an A. I would say B plus on the edge guys. No, I'm talking about oh, the, okay. the the defensive line as a whole. I'd, oh. I'd, I'd say B plus just be from from the fact that. Are you just talking the big fellas, or are you talking the edge guys? I'm too? talking the big fellas. Okay, I'm gonna just give them the a B. Fellas. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna give them a, you're giving them B plus because I, I just thought that again. I thought they were kind of the glue that held things together. At time, mm-hmm. especially late in the season when when you know they needed to stop the run. Yeah, there were times to, that was quite good. To do, yeah, they they did very well against that, and and there were some times early in the year when it wasn't so good, which is why I can't give them an A. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know what the numbers are, but but when they had Hayward on the field versus not having Hayward on the field, there's definitely the, the run numbers were much different. They were. I was to say the sack numbers just from that position group, though. I would like yeah, five you'd, more. You'd like six more. more. You know, you'd like more. Yeah, uh, the edge guys. That's a. They're an A. That's an A. That's an A. Yeah, I mean maybe A plus. 
Yeah, I mean, you, you got more than, I mean, out of that, you got great, uh, you know. 26, 30, 33 sacks out of your edge guys. Yeah, and the best one of the best players on the planet. Yeah. He's one of them, right. So. I mean, if you took TJ out of the equation, I'd probably still give it a C plus or a B minus. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, Highsmith was good this year. Highsmith was really good this year. And those other guys aren't bad players. And yeah. Herbie has promise. Linebacker's um, really hard. Lineback- the inside linebackers is where – so when Mike Tomlin was asked about the inside linebackers okay. today, uh, he said he was ha- – when, when before pre-injury linebackers, he mm-hmm. said we were making impact plays, uh, splash plays that we, of course, hadn't seen you know in, in previous years. Yeah. He said, but the attrition was a part of it. You know, when you start losing guys yeah. to injury, that, that becomes a part of it. Now, some of that you could look at, say, the injury to um, Cole Holcomb and say, yeah. oh, that's a broken leg. Like that that's not something that that's it's kind of freakish. Oh yeah, yeah. It was a freak injury. Of course. Uh but you know, for a guy like Quan Alexander, um, you know He has a history and Yeah, right, there's yeah. a history there. So maybe you do want to do better than that. Maybe. So it's funny you said that because I didn't know that that's what Coach Solomon said. I, if I were to give a grade when healthy, and that's not what we're doing here, I would say it's a B minus. That that trio in week eight or whatever it was yeah. when they were humming. I can live with that. That's good. Yeah. It was better than if, I thought. If two years ago was a D, probably. Yeah. If not... Last year was a D. Yeah. Yeah. And so... But for the season, I still got to... I mean, we're talking about 18 football games, including the playoffs. I'm going to go C-. minus. You know, like, Michael Walker's not going to get it done. You yeah. know I mean? Those type of dudes. No, I'm with you. I mean, but, you know, you you had what you had at that point. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's just the way it went. But if we're going to analyze every snap of inside linebacker play for the year and round it all into one grade, yeah. I'm going to go C-. minus. Now... That being said, I thought Alandon Roberts was a revelation. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think he's an important piece. Yeah, um, I. You, you look at what he did. So he had a hundred. He led the team with one hundred and one tackles. Okay. He had two and a half sacks, ten tackles for a loss, six quarterback hits, uh, two pass defenses. I mean, he 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 gave you something across the board. I think he brings an attitude too, and yeah. a toughness that is very much desired. And you might know, I'm sure you know this better than I do, but I can promise you. Three or four of those final games, he was out there. He probably oh. had no business being out. There. Yeah, he was <laughs> playing on one arm. He yeah, was playing yeah. on one leg. Yeah, yeah. Um, just a, I, I have tremendous amount of respect for that guy. Yeah, he's somebody you want in the building. Yeah, um, and, and he, I think that attitude that he has also brings. Oh, I think it goes a long way. Yeah, yeah. He plays plays the game the right way. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's break up the corners and safety separately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so cornerbacks. I'm going to be hard on the secondary, really hard. I mean, I think there's two really good members of the secondary. One of them's Porter when we're talking corners. But I don't think Peterson or Wallace was good enough. I don't think the slot situation was good enough. So if you're analyzing, I'm going to go C-. minus. I mean, the Porter stuff's really good, but those other guys are just not part of the equation for me now. Yeah, um... I mean, I, I would be interested in bringing Patrick Peterson back as a depth piece at this point. And a restructure, probably, though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think he's making a decent buck. I don't think I don't think it's, it's not awful, but ridiculous. it's ridiculous. Right. Um, Levi Wallace, uh, you, you, you got to be able to do better than that. you got to yeah, be able yeah. to do better than Shannon Sullivan. Right. Um, you just don't have enough athleticism in the back end yeah. right now. And Peterson's part of that problem, unfortunately, at this stage. But I think he has some traits and leadership you love but there's only two guys i, I think are plus athletes. so i wouldn't hate it if peterson next year is back in the kz role 
maybe as your as your third safety is mm-hmm. is the guy who plays the post. Yeah, when Minka comes down and plays more so than as an outside corner. Yeah, I'd be more open to that idea for sure. And I don't want him out there as my strong safety. No, no. Um, if but he's think, open to it, yeah. And, I mean, I think that's a transition he could make. Didn't see enough of it to say it was a success or not, and he'd get better at it, of course. Yeah. No, but I mean, Porter's an A, but the rest of the group's D. So I'm going to give it a C minus. Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, the safety position. Similar, but a little better. I don't know the KZ's really an answer. I mean, I think he's a third or fourth. Rowe was a nice find, but if we're talking about 18 games, he, he only appeared in, what, four of them? Four, right? including yeah, okay, the playoffs, like yeah. But in those four games, he had he was good. like 39 tackles. Yeah. I mean, he was your leading tackler in, in basically every one of those games, and he had a couple pass defenses, he had mm-hmm. a forced fumble, uh, three tackles for a loss. Like, yeah, he was really good. He was like, impactful. I definitely want him in the mix next year Yeah, if he's up for it. I still think Minka's the best safety in the league, but if we have to analyze his missed time hurts the grade. Right, right. I mean, yeah, he played in ten games. He played in ten games, right? Um, I don't care about the takeaways. As yeah, much. didn't that, have the takeaways. Three pass defenses, but he had sixty-four tackles mm-hmm. in those ten games. He did a lot of important stuff too. You know, people were killing him for the for the uh, the Black playoff game. Yeah. And oh, yeah, I thought he had a terrible. I'm like, what game were you watching? I didn't see. I never like he heard that. Chris he had two tackles for a loss on James Cook when when Cook caught the football. Yeah. I thought he was going to have a big gain, and all of a sudden Minka comes flying in out of nowhere and gets him on the ground both mm-hmm. times. I'm going to give that position a C for the year, an 18 grain grade. I mean, eight of them were without your best guy. Yeah. No, I mean that's that's just the reality of it. Mm-hmm. Um, How about specialists? I don't well, know. that's what I was going to the specialists here. <laughs> Can we break them up? I think we should. <laughs> it makes our grade a lot yeah, easier. Yeah. I mean the the the. Kicking game in terms of putting points on the board. I thought Boswell had one of his best seasons. He's an A. I think. Yeah. I mean, there's not many kickers I trade him for. He's, he's phenomenal. I mean, he he was making long kicks. He's, yeah. You know, he, they trotted him out there for you know 59 yarders. Mm-hmm. Um, he missed. He one, missed one extra point and two kicks. He missed one, of one extra point and yeah, and, and, and a, one kick that was 60 yards in the rain. Yeah, yeah. I think he missed two kicks on the year. Right. Yeah. I mean, so no, kicker is an A. Yes. Punters D. The overall special teams coverage units, I thought, were pretty good. What if we just call special teams the whole thing? I would say, I mean, including the kick blocks and the returners, yeah. Boz. I would say that's a B. Uh, the punting game's not good enough. The punting game is not good enough. No, no. They, they have to. That has to be upgraded. Yeah. That, that has to. But that's the only thing I look at and think, think of special teams as a whole I can't live with. Yeah, you know, going into the next. And week. I don't even know at this point. Um, I've seen enough of Presley Harvin that I don't even know if I, I want him to come and compete for a job. Yeah, I don't think that I need that anymore next year. Because and and here's why: we've seen this. We've we've sat there yeah. and watched him kick the ball in training camp, and he kicks the snot out of it when the weather's great. The weather's great. No one's rushing him. Yeah, it's like. Yeah, let's try that it guy's special. Yeah, I'd rather not be teased by him. Yeah, let him go to New York or L.A. or whatever. Let him go somewhere. Let him go to New Orleans where he can kick indoors. Exactly. Be, he might right. be an All-Pro. He might lead the league in punting then, right? But yeah. he struggles in weather conditions. Yeah. There's just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But and, when you and watch many him kickers live, do. Oh, absolutely. But watching him live, folks, when you're when the weather's nice and toasty and it's sunny, 
He can be. It's like watching Tiger Woods at a golf ball. <laughs> yeah, you know, oh, that sounds different than everybody yeah, else. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you can get sucked in easily. I, I'm with you. I hadn't thought of that angle, but I don't even want to bring him to camp because I don't want to fall for his tricks anymore. You know. Like, yeah. <laughs> or wish you, him the best. You if know? you if you do bring him in, he's the one that you trade. Not that anybody's probably going to do that, right, but right. Uh, yeah, I need I need an upgrade there. I need an upgrade. But there. Uh, you know, the the return game. First of all, nobody returns kicks, kicks anymore. Don't even matter. And but punt was okay. They did, I mean... Well, it was above average as a return game overall. Yeah, Calvin Austin ended up averaging 8.6 yards per mm-hmm. punt return. Um, he didn't break the big one, but he had a 34-yarder that was very big. That was in the game against, was it Cincinnati the second time around? I think so, yeah. It was at home. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and he's dangerous. And yeah. he's reliable catching the football, too. Yeah, he didn't put yeah. any on the ground. And, and, yeah, I'm uh, fine with that. Yeah, that was fine. Uh, in terms of the kick return... Uh, they ever twenty three and a half yards per return. Okay, you know you didn't. There weren't that many. You know, they only returned twenty four. I put a lot. I, I put a lot less weight on that than I do any of the other things yeah. we talked about. And but I thought, the ability to block yeah. punts and kicks. That's huge. Those it's are game changing. Yeah, yeah, those right. are game changing plays. Kept the Steelers somewhat in that Bills game. Without that, it's not even close to it. Yeah, being the same result. You know? Yeah, but and it's happened several times this year, and it's not that fluke. It's not an accident. No. Yeah. And I mean, the Boykins and Killebrews and those guys are quite good at what they do. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think they they're very good. Uh, but you need to upgrade the punter position. Right. There's just no ifs ands or buts about it. I mean, I know your answer, but if I said take the exact same special team performance from 2023 with a new punter and paste it into 2024, you definitely take it. I'm on it. board. You definitely yeah. take it. I'm right? on board. Yeah. Get me somebody who who is – I don't even care if he if he averages 50, 50 yards, whatever. He doesn't Give me 45 yards right. every single time exactly. you kick the football. Reliability would go along with yeah. it. Right, and be the 20th best punter in the league or whatever. Yeah. There were a few more penalties on special teams than you'd like, but I don't think the numbers were seen. I think that's a league thing. It though. is a league thing. I think right? that's – to me, that's something – because you see him on, on, on some things, and you're like, did the, has oh, the league, league told thing, officials yeah. that they just don't want teams returning the ball, so you just start calling penalties on them? Just, I think so. Yeah, I think there's some of the rules have gone that way. Yeah. And so I've had a lot of buddies, a lot of people around, are like, man, that special teams are so disorganized, and I'm like, that's how they all are. I mean, they really are. I mean, yeah, they had some penalties, but everyone does, and their, their special teams penalties aren't higher than anybody else. Yeah, you're talking you know? about the – you know, fortieth through fifty third guys on your roster. Those mm-hmm. are the guys that are out there on special teams. Yeah, and Not, there are some things. TJ Watt ain't out there. No, no. <laughs> and they get shuffled like crazy. Yeah, too. I mean sometimes they especially just, with this team this year. This, yeah, all the linebackers and safeties oh. and all those dudes, right? I don't no, know. Danny I like Smith probably needed a, uh, a a cue card to get tell him who was in his uh, room at times. Yeah, I mean some of those weird numbers they're all wearing too. The <laughs> linebackers, like who are you again? <laughs> so no, I'll give special yeah. teams a B though, top to bottom. You know, led by Boz, of course, and, yeah. the, and the kick blocks. Yeah, I mean, those are two, the two big huge, areas. Huge, Two yeah. big areas. Um, I mean, no <laughs> team had a combination of those things better. Yeah. I would I, imagine, you know. <clears throat> you know, I know Baltimore always finishes high on that stuff, but mm-hmm. they didn't block kicks like the Steelers did. I have no idea who else did, but I can't imagine anyone had as good a combination of kicker and blocked kicks and punts. Yeah. Which are game changers. They are game right. changers. Get a better punter. So... That brings us to coaching. B minus. I, I mean, you made an offense coordinator change yeah. midseason. But I think there's something to be said for not having the wheels come off late in the year and getting this team into the playoffs. I know no one wants to hear that. He was another winning season. Big deal. 
It's a big deal. <laughs> it's a big it's 17 a big in a row. Deal, Again, right. it's not an accident. They were 10 and 7. I mean, yeah. Um, def- I don't think anyone's going to complain about defensive coordination or, boy, they got out coached drastically on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, I wouldn't say it was an A plus on that side of the ball right. either, but yeah. it's a tough one, of course. I mean, because they get dealt different things. I go C plus, B minus. I'd think B minus is yeah. fair. I mean, the fact you made a coordinator change is, hurts the grade a lot. Obviously, yeah, you know, yeah. right. Um, but I think their head coach is really good at what he does. Yeah, um, you know, I think you, you do have to. Uh, you don't have to separate those things because coaching is coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really broad term, though. Yeah, for but, this order. But you won ten games this year. Yeah, I mean, it's a little different than analyzing the tight ends. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, I can see the tight ends every snap and rewind it and look it over. I can't. I mean, look what happened. On Vegas Wednesday told and... us at the beginning of the season this was an eight and a half win team. Mm-hmm. You won more than that. Yeah. Um, the 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 fact that you were able to win games early in the season when you were consistently. Being out, out possessed and not right, doing right. anything on offense, not and you still found ways points. to win right. those games, that means something. That means something. And winning, uh, winning one score games has become. I know some people think that that oh, it's coming back to the mean, and all the analytics folks will tell you that. But Tomlin's the best in the league at it. Like, yeah. there's an art. It's, to it's it not by well. accident. It's not by. Accident. I mean, you you know how to do this. Yeah. And, and you've, you know, you you put yourself position. You not get, only know how to do it, but you know how to get your team mm-hmm. to put itself in position to get do it. In position to be in it in the end. Yeah, right? even if you're getting outplayed. Yeah, and yeah. there's there that's that's coaching. That's coaching. Right? Yeah. So, anyways, yep. that's our grades uh, for this for the season for the team. I didn't write them down to roll through. Nah, I got a pretty good idea, but you know. Yeah, I mean, we didn't. They, they, there weren't many. What one one A? Edge, edge guys, the edge guys was that yeah. was it, and they might have been A plus. Running backs, I think, were B plus. They were B. There were some Bs in there and some Cs. If we had just D. done kicker, that's an A. Yeah. But, um, if we had just done punting, we might. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, we don't give out A's. Like, I mean, there's a, a pretty steep curve. I mean, there's 32 other teams that you're competing against. Right. Yeah. You know? Anyways, we're gonna get to another break. He is the Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back to finish up the show right after this. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally. He is the Matt Williamson. And uh, Steeler fans, you can, of course, um, i got to find the reader. Why don't I have the read ready? That's Jeez. dumb. One. We were talking about stuff off the air. Dumb and dumber. Yeah, we dumb and dumber. Yeah. All the good stuff. Describing us. Uh, so you can gear up with the latest sideline apparel, hats or jerseys of your favorite players, authentic memorabilia, custom items, and exclusives you can only find directly from the team. And one of the official Steelers Pro Shops are located at Acrisure Stadium, Grove City Premium Outlets, or Tanger Outlets, or visit online at shop.steelers.com. And uh, we're just kicking around a lot of different stuff there. A lot of nonsense. A lot really. of nonsense. <laughs> Had non-football type stuff here. We don't typically do a lot of that on this show. No. Uh, so we'll move on. Nice. Uh, but so a veteran play caller for Mike Tomlin. Yeah, I need to start thinking of some names. Yeah. One that jumps out to me, and he interviewed the last time uh, the Steelers had an opening, was Pep Hamilton. Okay. Uh, he's he's out of, been out of a job. Uh, so he's available out there. Um, I mean, I think you'll hear Leftwich, Beanie. I can Neither see one of those yeah. blow my skirt up, to be honest with right. you, but I think you'll hear those names. I've heard people ask me about Frank Reich. 
Um, I should know the name off the top of my head, but the the offense coordinator in Seattle this past year, I don't think they've announced if he's coming back. Um, what is Waldron? I think is his oh, name. Oh, okay. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I don't know if he'll be – they haven't you know, cleaned house yet. I'm sure there's five other names that people are thinking about, you know, but – I know Smith from Miami has been brought up because he's not the play caller. He's the offensive coordinator. But if he's in called plays, then he doesn't fit the, the mold either. Right. And, and we've talked about this too. I don't love throwing a Miami-style offense here. No, I, 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 I don't want to finesse offense here. No. Um, Seattle would interest me a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Waldron, yeah. Yeah. He's got a good reputation. Um, um, if anyone wants to throw names out, I – I'm not avoiding you folks, but my least favorite topics of my job are discussing injuries and assistant coaches. Because <laughs> I've seen what assistant coaches, and I know I don't know what they do from yeah. sitting in this chair behind a microphone, you know, in front of a microphone, as yeah. opposed to well, who's really good in the building. It's just a hard thing to analyze unless you're there. Yeah. I I, I don't know if, if I mean, Tomlin is, is a relationship with Jim Caldwell. I don't mm. know if he'd, if he'd go down that route Highly again. Respected, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, an adult in the room. Oh yeah, that that it's is, gonna be a young offense still. Yeah, it's I mean. a very young offense. That's why I don't necessarily. I, I understand why Mike wants to go with somebody who has called plays before. I know people talk about yeah. Clint Kubiak and some some the of next these hot dude. Yeah, yeah some right. of these young hot guys. But that that you don't know what you're getting. The other issue, and this is part of the issues that other teams are dealing with, if you hire a defensive coach, is. Okay, well, who's your offensive coordinator going to be? If you're not the one calling plays, head guy, if you're not Andy Reid, are you going to be like Houston, get this whiz kid offensive coordinator for one year and then he's coaching and then he's the gone. Panthers? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like a Caldwell or somebody that's a little older probably isn't going to get scooped up right away. You might get three, four years out of them as long as they want to be here as opposed to— And you could train somebody underneath them yeah, and then you to then be the next guy. Kid. Yeah. You know, right, right, right. I mean, I think that's the best way to do it with a with a non-play-calling head coach. And you know—they they know the league. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what you're getting. Yeah, yeah. More importantly, you I think. You know what you're buying, right? Yeah, you right. know what you're buying because you've seen there, there are tangible results mm-hmm. there. You're not guessing about— what it's going to be. No, right, right, right. No, I think there's a lot of value to that. So I'm open to names. I'm sure now that he has press conference, there'll be a hundred names. They'll be floating around out, out there. there. Yeah. yeah, we'll be getting tweets left and right, and I'm fine with it. But I'll tell you right now, it's a hard thing for me to comment on. Yeah. It, it really is. Yeah, it, it is for me as well because, I, you know, I, I mean, we can, we can guess who these guys are going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that doesn't mean we're going to be right. No, him, you, you know, know, investigate their trees. Like, boy, he spent a lot of time with Shanahan and this dude and this dude. But that doesn't mean that's what they want him to do here. Right. That's you know, yeah. Like, that's the like thing. Todd I mean, Munkin has been a lot of different avenues, and what he's doing in Baltimore is a lot different than he did at Georgia. Right. Or, yeah. You know, the Browns. Yeah. You know, I, right. I, to your point, I don't know if I don't want I don't want one of these Miami guys who are who are basically the off the Shanahan tree. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I don't that, that will that work in Pittsburgh in November. I mean, I don't mind anyone coming from the Shanahan tree, but I don't like the way Miami has their offense structure for yeah. the year. You know, right? And I don't know that they'd even be interested in Pickens and Deontay and Fryermuth. I mean, yeah, you have to just go find the fastest guy in the draft. And you know, I mean, I, your I offense know. is built a certain way right now. Yeah, you got power yeah. running backs, yeah, in a power offensive line. And I can promise you, whoever they hire is not going to be hired to not run the ball. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like, going to come in here and, and, and run the run and shoot. You're right, not hiring right. Mouse Davis. No. <laughs> like, I don't think that whoever interviews with Coach is going to be like, well, 
I don't really think the Varney Bay is all that important. I don't really care about it. You know, like, well, okay, the interview's over. Thanks for, uh, thanks for yeah. the talk, yeah. <laughs> Good chat. Enjoy, yeah. enjoy your lunch. With him. We'll, I'm I'll, thinking I'll meet put, you at the door. I'm thinking we're about putting Pickett in the uh, shotgun going four wide exclusively, throw it every down. What do you think, Coach? I don't think that's going to fly. Uh, Mike did say that, you know, it's not going to just be him making none of these hires. People need to understand, when Mike Tomlin makes a hire, it's not funny, just too. him. Right. People, people act like, oh, it's just Mike Tomlin hired. When he hired Brian Flores two years ago, yeah, he didn't just say, hey, Brian, you're, you're hired. Right. He had to call up. He calls upstairs and said, Art, I, I'm thinking about bringing Brian Flores in. Does that mm-hmm. work? Yeah. And, I mean, you don't think Mr. Rooney and others are going to be involved in the interview process? Right. Of course they are. This is a, a major hire. Right, right. Exactly. It's not going to be uh, – Tomlin's just going to get his buddy, hire him. It's a yeah. done deal. That's not the way it's going to work. That's not the way it works. Yeah. But, Contrary uh, to popular belief. I'm, uh, yeah, if you listen to uh, some other radio shows or read some other stuff around here, that that's the way people seem to think it goes, yeah. and that's not that the case. That he's the only one doing the hiring or has any say in anything. Right? Yeah. That's not how it works. Anyways, that's going to do it for our cool. show today. Matt and I will be back again tomorrow. Uh, we'll make our uh, DFS picks and uh, we'll maybe break down some more of what Tomlin had to say today and make delve into a little bit more of the ancillary stuff that he talked about. Had some yeah, good things to say about some some individual players as well. And then we got playoff games this weekend. And we I mean, got really playoff games slate, this weekend yeah. that we can talk about. Uh, we'll do all that tomorrow. Uh, but for today, that's going to do it. So for my partner, Matt Williamson, for Justin Miller here on site, keeping us on the air, I'm Dale Lally. We thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless.